What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. <laughs> I went slow. I don't know. I felt like there was some digital distortion there. Um, you were slow riding me. It was a slow ride. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right at all. Slow ride. Make it easy. That's another one. That's another uh, song that should be, uh, we were talking about taking care of business. Was that? Yeah, we were, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. On Instagram. Um, Or on Spotify. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. I think, it's on Apple Music, but you don't do the Apple Music. No, nah, there must be like a licensing problem yeah. between Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> between Bachman and, and Turner? The world. <laughs> yeah. Between Bachman Turner. Overdrive's cool. He's just like, do what you guys got to do. I got my money. <laughs> Steve Overdrive? Is that his name? Steve Overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> got a lucrative roofing business. <laughs> uh, he does carports, you know? Get it? Overdrive? I don't know. Yeah, he does do carports. Oh. I get it. Overdrive, driving mm. over. Welcome to A's for Alcoholic, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, dialing in, dialing it back, taking it easy. Um, yeah, I guess T could be for taking care of business, but uh, I thought um, we can button that in there. We can we'll, put it we'll, in there. We'll, we can button it in there. Um, I thought today we would talk about T is for the grass is greener on the other side, and I know that's maybe kind of a cop out with T being the, but and it probably won't oh, it probably yeah. won't be the last time that you see the be used for t as we cycle no. through the alphabet <laughs> as this well runs dry mm-hmm. um but how are you doing jerry is quarantine you know uh we're 40 days in the hole isn't that a I'm 41 speaking? today man or is that 30 days in the hole isn't that an old song too isn't that like humble 30 pie? days in the hole okay. yeah i don't know who sings 30 days in the hole but i think it's humble i'm pie doing pie. all right yeah i think i'm doing all right yeah we ordered a barbecue last night it's not as good when they drop it on your doorstep as it is when you go and sit down and eat it but it was still something <laughs> is it just weird to have it just show up and like not even say hi to anybody now the guy just came rang the doorbell and fucking ran and mm-hmm. i was like i yelled out the screen door thank you right and he was like you're welcome and got in his car and like peeled out but hey it's just you know it's been sitting in a car for 30 minutes it's just- <clears throat> That is not the same. I think that's, that's okay. Yeah. I'm so grateful I got it. Yeah. I love barbecue, so. Right on. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really eaten. That's not true. So, like, I'm helping out at the restaurant once a week and kind of just helping them expedite, you know, to-go orders and stuff. And so they'll hook me up mm-hmm. with a, they'll make, like, they make pizzas there and they'll hook me up with a pizza and send me home with a salad or something like that. So I get that. That's like my once a week, every Thursday 
kind of treat for myself, but mostly I just eat at home. Um, not because I guess it's just I I go through these, and you haven't gone outside too much, but I go through these um, periods where I'll be inside for three or four days, and then so even going to the CVS because I need some bar soap seems traumatic to me, and so yeah. I'm trying to. And then I get out there, and then it's a little weird, mm-hmm. and everybody's fucking weird, you know, and rightfully yeah. so. <laughs> the, the you know it's, it, and it's not that bad. It's it's a little annoying, but it's not that bad. And so I'm kind of reminded that okay, well, everything is still out there, and it's not the end of the world. And um, but it's just going through these like ups and downs and ups and downs, and it's I, it really does feel there's a certain parallel to early sobriety in this sort of is everything okay oh okay everything's okay Uh, yeah is everything okay yeah everything's okay i think think so yeah um i've kind of just been staying at home more than anything else the most i do is go out for runs but that's just in the neighborhood you know that's just up and down the streets yeah which i feel bad because i posted something on instagram about running with whatever the headgear I have so that I can wrap everything and not touch my face. And somebody said, you got to be wearing that mask. And and I'm like, am I doing it wrong by not wearing a mask? Are the benefits of me running through the neighborhood, do they outweigh the cons of me? Am I, am I out there spreading disease? I don't think so. I'm so, not talking to anyone. I'm not touching anyone. Right. I've been running with a bandana wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. like a gator and when i come up when i come near someone while i'm running right I pull the gator up over my face and then social distance try to run out like in the street right <laughs> or try to get oh you know give my six feet and as soon as i pass them and i know i've passed them by a good five six feet then i pull it down because running with the mask on sucks it's hard as fuck mm-hmm. so i try to find my happy medium with a bandana i'm like hey at least i'm doing what i can do here you know um yeah, I would just say, I don't know, man. I carry That's one weird. with me. I carry one with me, mm-hmm. like, in my pocket, so I can pull it out real quick and wrap it over my face if I need to, but the most that happens... But, dude, if you're not around a bunch of other people, I don't see the use in it, but then again, I don't know, because I'm, like, really big on just wear, wear a... Like, I do all my yard work and I wear a mask, mm-hmm. but that's also because I'm allergic to all the pollen. It's been really helpful, actually. Yeah. To yeah. put a yeah a mask on and it filters out all the pollen, but I don't know whoever's hitting you up has probably got their heart in the right place, but doesn't know the circumstances. Sure, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't ever want to be seen as unsafe or reckless or careless. Being counteractive to what's going right, on, you know what I mean. And and in that vein, before we get into the to the meat of our um our conversation today, I did. I wanted to thank Dirk Marshall. And VHS, if you haven't gone and listened, VH.US, our episode uh, review with Dr. Sleep, I listened to the whole thing yesterday. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. So not only as I think Dirk's got a great voice, I I love his his intros, and I love the way that over there that uh, that their, their podcast, his podcast, that he intersperses the movie clips and movie scenes with what we're talking about at the time. Oh, I don't know okay, if you yeah. listened to it yet, but um, no, I will today. Okay. It's great. So he'll say something. We'll be talking about a, a scene in the movie, and then it'll cut to that scene and give us the snippet that we're that we're talking about. Cool. 
classic. <clears throat> and I also wanted to apologize to Dirk, and maybe I'm overreacting here, but we were messaging back and forth on Instagram, and he said, I'm sorry to hear that you thought the the show went too long. And I, I didn't remember saying something, but I guess I mentioned something last week about like, oh, it was like an hour and a half or something like that. And honestly, I the thing that I think that I do sometimes and that I think we both do is we can be very cynical and we can be very self-deprecating. And I think in that moment, I was kind of just cracking a joke about like, gosh, who wants to listen to me blather on for an hour and 45 minutes? And so mm-hmm. it wasn't really directed at him or or anything like that. I think it was just me being overly insecure and overly sensitive about my own um, Look at you ability out here, <clears throat> Hurt, hurting feelings I, out in the world. I man. know, Damn. right? So, yeah. so I I think that that's something I do try to be, and I think we both do try to be careful about what we say here. But it's also, oftentimes, yeah. it's just a conversation, and so things get said and. And I guess I just need to try to remember that people are actually listening. And we appreciate it. So um, yeah. if you haven't, go listen to it. Uh, it was it was great. It's super cool. If you love movies, if you love horror movies, um, or you know, mostly a lot of it is horror movie, but not all of them. I think he did one with, um, it was about the Girl 6, the movie with Yeah, the that's Prince. the one I, that was, uh-huh. I listened to that one on a run. Yeah, uh-huh. and I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, phone sex operators, mm-hmm. which you would think they wouldn't be in a lot of demand nowadays, but I guess they still are. I guess some people want that human attachment, mm. you know. But if you're blind, you know, and you want to get some... You can still, you can listen to the... Pe- oh, true. yeah, I, I guess don't know. if you're blind, you can listen to the banging, but then you're just like... <clears throat> listen. But I don't know. That's a great... I don't know. We'll get an email. Someone's going to be like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> So I, I think no, I enjoy I really enjoyed doing that podcast. I really did. Yeah, it, it was great to talk to someone that we've known for so long, especially mm-hmm. about one of my favorite my two favorite things, which is movies and then horror movies mm-hmm. on top of that. And then Stephen King horror movies, which is even better. Yeah. Yeah. And I even wrote to him. I'm like, if you need me for if you have a movie, the tattooer in it, I'll talk about that or a graffiti writer or just an all around grouchy dude. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> yeah, sure. Isn't there was it is it there was an old um there was an old movie called like Turk one eighty two with uh was it C Thomas yeah, or Turk something? I can't remember who was in it. God, that was an old movie. It was like God, I forgot about Turk one eighty two, yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, so, right, because he was writing to graffiti for his brother. That's what it was. It's like his brother was a fireman or something like that. And yeah. Yeah, and he died. That's what it was. And then he was tagging up the city, and everybody's like, what the fuck? It was a greedy fu- gra- graffiti writer with a heart of gold. <clears throat> um, That's rare. So the grass is greener on the other side, Jerry. Let's do it. Let's chop it up. Why is the grass greener on the other side? I <clears throat> well, I don't know that it necessarily is. I mean, so the whole the whole point of that that saying is that we always seem to think that we know or we assume that things are going well for other people because of how they present themselves. And this right. this this saying's been around long before social media. So it was always like how you presented mm-hmm. yourself and what you talked about and how you went about your day and what you told people. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. think that I go around when people ask me how I'm doing out in the world and it doesn't happen in the same way these days, but 
how you doing out there? I'm in like, the world, I'm doing John? fine. Yeah. I'm great. You know, I never, <clears throat> I never talk about the things that trouble me, and I never, because I don't think that, I don't always think that people, when they say how you doing, they don't really want to hear how you doing. It's just a greeting, and yeah. But on social media, what do we, what does social media train us to do? To damn to <laughs> to to put the just. to put the best parts of our lives or the happy parts or the the fun parts the the silly parts and all that kind of stuff and I think the thing that in recovery and alcoholism we you don't know what's going on in somebody else's life and so many times I've sat there and I listened to somebody else and you make these assumptions about people, right? Yeah. And you go, oh, well, they sound like they got it pretty well together. Or, oh, wow, they, they look they look like they got it well together. Or, or, oh, that's what you do for a living? You must be successful. And what does it mean to be successful? Uh, it's, does does wealth, does rich, does, do riches and money and, and fame and all these things? And how many times you hear about some famous person who's very rich, who's absolutely miserable and to the point of suicidal. Right. I mean, it happens all the time. So these things do not equate to happiness, even if we see it that way um, from our perspective. And um, I just, I do my best to, to not pass judgment one way or the other. And, and certainly not on myself because I am very, it's very easy for me, especially nowadays stuck in the house or, or feeling like I'm stuck in the house to scroll through Instagram and see people doing fun stuff or having a good time. And you're like, man, I wish I was having a good time. Why man, I'm not having a good time. Why am I having such a shitty time over here? <laughs> and everybody else is having fun. Part of it is because I'm just staring at this little plastic box in the palm of my hand and not right working on other things that are that are of value. I was writing this morning and I was thinking like, okay, so what are the things I want to get done? What are the things I want to have done? Have been done? Mm-hmm. And I was like, those are the have things been done. <laughs> those are the things that are going to make me more fulfilled. Like it's not all yeah. about like, oh, happiness. It's not all about fun. Sometimes it's like, oh, what are the things that are going to make me feel fulfilled? So, right. I I think that that the grass is always greener because we perceive it to be that way. And the best thing we can do is try to understand people as whole human beings rather than, right. Mm-hmm. Than just this little snapshot. Cause that's all you get that all I get from you. Like I know you as well as I know you, we talk for yeah. about an hour a week. Occasionally we text back and forth and so I have this preconceived notion about your life and and how good or bad or both, you know, it might be, but we only get a snapshot. And even that is as mm-hmm. well as I know you. I don't know everything that goes on during the day. You know, like when I send you right. a text and maybe I don't hear back from you right away and I'm like, what's he doing? It's like, well, who the fuck knows? <laughs> right? Like you fucking play video games again? Yeah. Always with the fucking PlayStation <laughs> with your Nintendos. <laughs> Right? With your Sega yes. Genesis. With your Sega Sonics and uh-huh. whatnots. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you, you see that. I know, I think we discussed this once before briefly about how we perceived each other while we were drinking. 
And I always thought yeah, you were like I the cool so. dude. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the conversation. You know, you were you were yeah. the cool tattoo. Or, you know, even Dirk was talking about it, how you came that, off as intimidating, yeah. right? He said something about that. Yes, and it resonated with me. Like, I, I, I walked around with it for a minute because I was like, wow, I intimidated this person. And I remember back when I was drinking, I'd have, like, women tell me you're you're unapproachable. Mm-hmm. And not not because I was fucking handsome, because I was a little butterball with a pair of fucking wayfarers on. You know, I was just <laughs> like I presented myself in a specific way, or people had their perception of me in a specific way. I'm glad we're doing this actually. And when you texted me, I was like, "This is the one," because I had this like big um, realization recently, and I have little ones every once in a while. And today I really surfaced in it about my nature and being comparative to other people and especially with Instagram and more so Instagram because I don't have any of the other social medias. I have a TikTok now, I guess, <laughs> which is just me talking to a little hamburger. But I hope it goes. I hope there's not much more than just that. I hope I want I really right. want to see you uh, flesh out that relationship. But go ahead. You social media. But uh, <clears throat> but but uh, my social media is before <clears throat> the quarantine was so tied into my work that I always felt lesser than because I had less people looking at my stuff and I equated how many people I had following my page to how much business I was going to get. So if I had, Mm. I have like 1300 followers. So to me, I'm like, wow, I have a lot less people looking at my stuff than someone who I perceive as being an artist who is far inferior to me. So why are all these people following this artist who's far inferior to me instead of following me? You know what I mean? Like, I, this is why I know this is why I'm not doing the type of work I would prefer to be doing so I would go down this hole or I would just see other artists who are just just living that like super cool tattoo life you know? mm-hmm who let the so dogs out wilding out dude I know <laughs> Jesus Christ it's like fucking sounds a like husky a kennel sled yeah. out there I can't yeah a husky sled I can't think of the snow sled <laughs> anyway so I had this realization that like being comparative was actually so detrimental to me. And I've had that realization a bunch of times, but during the quarantine, I am no longer feeling like I need to be out there all the time saying, look at my tattoo shit. Look at my look, just look at my life. So you can, so you can come in and get tattooed by me. I feel the pressures off and it made me change my perspective on it a lot. It like that pressure change caused an attitude change, which I hope I can still carry out into the future. I don't know if I can or not, because I'm a human being and things change and my perception, you know, once we get back out in the world again, you know, whatever capacity we do, am I going to still be relying on my Instagram or am I still going to be looking at some other guy who's like fucking, yo, I'm tattooing on the regular. I got hot women sending me naked pictures. Here's my whole story. It's all butt pictures from hot girls, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember talking about this at work and how it was making me feel kind of salty. And they were like, why? You're married. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the idea of being desired as a person. You know, my wife desires me and I desire my wife and we're attracted to each other. We love each other. That shit is rad. But me having the type of personality I have, it is just, I, it's always made my own uh, self, my esteem feel better to have other people desire something from me. So to me, it was all based in want and like what I wanted, mm-hmm. you know? So I'd see what they had and I'm like, I want what they're portraying to me. So when you said earlier about looking at a person as a whole, I re- that, that also like really stuck with me. Like I, it, I, it lit up the light. Cause I was like, that's exactly what it is. We're only looking at what they want to show you a little portion of what they want to show you, you know, not the rest of their life or their day. It's just this, 
one little part where I'm like, okay, so that's that's is that you as a, you know what I mean? Are a you fully the sum fleshed of your parts? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not, yes, and exactly. it's attention. Everybody loves attention. Everybody yes, craves attention. I mean, we. The, yes, I think. Well, I think it's what what I what I really look for is is real genuine connection ultimately, and I know that we right we say that and we hear that all the time, but it's it's the truth it really is because right. it's not mm-hmm. I, I guess i i guess instagram teaches me that i should like hearts and that oh why did i only get 29 views on this right. thing that i work so hard on mm-hmm. and then this other little piece of trash that i stole from the internet and slapped something else on it gets like right 300 you know what i mean right. and i'm right. just like i didn't and even it, care about that and that's that's what got this <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's just a platform for entertainment and i feel like it's more concentrated now than it was when we were younger mm-hmm. that 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 comparative nature because when i was younger i would see what other people had but then it, it, like if i saw a guy in a super nice car drive by that was just one little brief moment of them driving by and then i continue on with my day it's not ever present like in my fucking pocket constantly Every time I go to check or I get a message on Instagram about tattoo stuff that I open it up and see that guy in his nice fucking car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. That thing that I desire, you know, that thing that I feel like will make me more desirable, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, think about the 90s. Like maybe you had like one dude in the group that was way too cool or whatever and you're like, man, I want what that guy has. But you, you're – you can limit – do you know what I mean? Like you can limit your exposure to that person. You can be like, "Yo, don't bring around fucking hot Gary anymore," because hot Gary is a. F- I don't. You know what? Just, just don't fucking. Like him. You know what I'm saying? But on your phone, you know, if I message you on Instagram, you go to open it up to check the message. There's hot Gary every single time. Every Do you know what I mean? Time. Doing a new thing, just posing, duck facing, hanging out with five fucking beautiful men or women. Having cool shit, yo, Hot Gary can moderate his drinking. Why mm-hmm. can't you, dickhead? You know, like... Hashtag you know, Hot so Gary. Just like, oh, Hot Gary, fuck mm. you, homie. Right, right. Oh, Hot Gary can moderate his drinking. And that's right. and that, that may not be the case. And Hot Gary might be having a really miserable, difficult time. Yo, Hot Gary could be crying in his closet in a kimono. Mm-hmm. You never know, man. Yeah. And you, it, I was... <laughs> I was watching something else on YouTube. When we talk about what other people have and we think about, man, if only I had that, I would be set. And um, so uh, this is going to this might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to I'm going to try this. Um, Let's stretch it out. So Matt LeBlanc from Friends, he had a spinoff called like Joey or something like that. I remember I watched a couple. Oh, did you really? I did. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> Shit was wild at the old Wagner house, too. So, so he had this and it failed miserably and I I don't even think it made it through like one season. And his sister was uh in The Sopranos. Yes. The woman who played his sister was Dre De Mateo yes. or whatever and she mm-hmm. was fuck uh, Janet. No, not Janice. But she was in The Sopranos, she was fucking rad. She was anyway, Christopher's Christopher. Christopher's Christopher's girlfriend. Christopher mm-hmm. Adriana? No, not Adriana. Adriana? Yeah, I think it was Adriana. Yeah. So he got paid up front $30 million. Boom. And he said, I need more failures like that. That was, I'm so glad that I did that. That was a failure and it was awful. Right. And, you know, I think the whole the whole premise of the video I was watching was about why it didn't work and the character arcs and blah, 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 not important. And I was thinking to myself, man, Somebody just gave me thirty million dollars. I'd have it set. Now, here's the thing: I don't know what Matt LeBlanc's life was like. 
I don't know mm-hmm. if he had gambling issues, if he had addiction issues, if he had misspent money that he made on friends and had huge amounts of debts. I don't know the mountain of people that he probably had working for him and therefore depending on him to make money. Right. Right. How many His people, mortgage, all that, shit, all that man. shit right now we may say, Oh, well those, those are, those are nice problems to have, buddy. You know, I'd like to have those right. problems, but I have no right. idea. So this is another thing I try to look for. And I, cause I get frustrated when I see people who are <clears throat> quote unquote artists or performers and they're doing Bud Light commercials and shit like that. I'm like, why are you fucking shilling Bud Light? Right? Right. Would I be shilling Bud Light? And so I have mm. to stop. Probably not. But <clears throat> if I had some debts and Bud Light said, we're going to help you pay those debts and we're going to put you in a comfortable position, I might have to think twice about it. Now, I don't think at this point I would be shilling Bud Light. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? <clears throat> I might have to take a strong moral stance on that. But, like, you don't, you just don't know. And it's not fair to make assumptions about shit you don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help them. And it doesn't make me feel any better to go, oh, no. If I had $30 million for a failed sitcom, I would know what to do with that money. How do I know that? I don't know that. Right. So, and you know, that's another thing that it's always, I don't want to say always, but it's tied to money. You were talking about how during this quarantine, you have, you have still, you've probably spent more time on Instagram because of these, the amazing productions you've been putting out, the daily uh, quarantine videos. You spent more time on Instagram Uh and you've been happier because of it. And I think part of that is because before you were equating Instagram likes to money you would make. And if you weren't right. getting enough likes, you weren't making enough money. And if you weren't making enough money, you there was no value in you as a man. And and I think that there's right. something to that. I know that as a man, I still, as much as I know it probably shouldn't be, there's a certain inherent value in society that if I am not making money, I am not worthy as a man. <laughs> Like you're right. not. You're I don't know per- if it was that tied that deep into my masculinity, okay. but I think that was an aspect <laughs> money. of it. Money. I think it was more about like I can't. I want this seven hundred dollar tattoo machine. I can't afford this seven hundred dollar mm. tattoo machine because I have to have to spend too much money on my bills. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, if I, it, it's a real long stretch though. See, even me doing the mental gymnastics of what it was forty days ago is hard for me because I'm like. And I don't want to go back to that again. I'd rather look at this stupid social media thing as just a thing to fuck around on than it to be this extension of of my worth and my experience, right? So right. like it, a lot of my ego is tied up into it. A lot of – I think with, with this um, com- being comparative, I don't know the correct word for it, but this grass mm-hmm. is greener mentality is – a giant pity party. It's like the best way for you to give yourself sympathy. I, I beat myself up constantly because of the decisions I made in the past, even though those decisions have already been made and I cannot change them. So I always go down this circle of like, I drank too much. I was a fucking giant piece of shit drunk. And that's why I never worked forward in my career. I never progressed past a certain point because I was always drunk. But now I'm not always drunk and I still haven't progressed past a certain point that I'm um, – that I feel comfortable with. 
right? So it's the actions I'm taking now that are affecting me, not the actions I take in the past. But it's so much easier to go, oh, what used to be is what fucked me over. It's so much easier. And it feels better. You feel like you feel sorry for yourself. I get to have a crying mm. party. I love <clears throat> I love feeling sorry for myself. I still do. It's something it's a big old fat character defect, is that comparative nature and feeling sorry, like, oh, I really fucked up. I'm so, you know, like, oh, I'm, I have no value, you know. But but as far as masculinity, nah, I mean, my wife and I are pretty progressive, man. I'm like, yo, you want to make all the money, make all the money. I mean, I don't even know if that's progressive. That's just reality. But right. I, my point is, like, the people I would work with, I would see them doing well in their careers. I, I would see them buying things for their career, you know, buying things or spending money and not realizing that their situation is completely different than mine. Like this one guy I'm looking at who has new shit every week, he doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. It's just him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they both have stable jobs. And on top of it, he puts in the work. Like he works all the time. Like he's always tattooing. I'm not always tattooing. I'm like at this part of my career where I'm like, I would rather be at home than, than working. I mean, that's fucking crazy, right? Wouldn't you rather be at home than working? But the type of career I work in, the prevailing attitude is you need to love this job more than anything. And I, for one, now now I'm going down a tangent. Mm -hmm. I think that's bullshit. I think that's total fucking 100% bullshit. I feel like I need to care about my job. I feel like I need to have love for my job and gratitude and and be thankful that I – that I have the ability to do this job, but I do not need to love this job more than anything in my life. And that can go fuck itself. That idea, it always makes me so upset because I'm like, I'm a fully formed human being outside of tattooing. You take tattooing away from me, I need to scramble, learn how to do something else for a living, but I'm still Jerry. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's always bothered me, that whole idea of like, all I am and all I have is tattooing. I'm like, well, you need to find some shit then because this shit's not gonna be here forever, obviously, because we've been sitting here for 41 days not tattooing so you know you need to you need to i don't know but i could be having this conversation myself in a mirror about any number of things you know i so a couple of things yes i do think it's important (laughs) so no when you talk about the pity party and the thing that occurred to me was that when i put my when i when i fill myself with self-pity it's a very Mm -hmm. easy way for me to justify my inaction about the immediate yes. future. Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, yes. I drank my life away. Well, it fucking yep. sucks. Woe is me. I can't do anything. The reason I'm stuck where I'm stuck is because of what I did. Right. And that's where it ends. And there's never, there's no, well, what are you going to do next? What's the next thing for you to do? And even if right. I don't know what that is, like, because right now I was, you know, part of the journaling this morning was, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I had 15 plus years experience of shaking hands with people and talking with people and leaning in and cleaning up after mm-hmm. people and, and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm not, I haven't been as passionate for, you know, tending bar and waiting tables as I have in the past, but like, mm-hmm. that's all gone. Yeah. So, and even though I don't know what that is, at the very least, I can sit down and write, I don't know what that is. Well, what steps can I take? Because if I just lament the fact that everything is gone and that I've ruined my life and that I've wasted 22 years or something insane like that, then then it just puts me into that state of inaction and nothing happens. Correct. And then I'm just sad. And what 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 comes of that? What do you do? You fucking eat. And I do. 
You know, I, I, I consume, right. I consume things cause I want to feel something different. So whether that's food right. or whether that's alcohol or whether that's Instagram or, you know, video games or whatever it is. Um, that's the thing that the inaction that, that I, that I need to remind myself to not get stuck in. Yeah. <clears throat> and also getting to redefine yourself as, you know, what a, I, I don't want to throw this word around lightly, but like what a real blessing to be able to kind of extricate yourself from that day-to-day monotony. And right. although you're now in a new kind of, you know, almost day-to-day monotony. Exactly. But it's mm-hmm. weird. It's yeah. different. It's uncharted monotony, right? I've never experienced this. Well, I've been jobless a lot in my life, but not like this, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I and I have even in my tattoo in twenty uh-huh. years of tattooing, I've definitely gone like a while without tattooing because I just drink and be like, "Fuck it, I quit tattooing." But yeah, it is. It is definitely a new, weirder thing. It's a new, whole new perspective, right? It's- and I'm yeah, and I'm trying to redefine. I haven't wanted to wait tables or ten bar, you know, passionately in a right. in a long time and certainly you know as of late it's like yeah i guess but you know uh, uh, which is not to say that the job that i have and that i've been going to to help them out once a week you know here and there when i can it's just for a few hours like i love that job and i love those people and i really do you have to love it you have to care about it and you have to have a right you have to love it and care have a little it. bit of pride in it you know mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's a more artistic you know, job like yours, or if it's, you know, a service job, I mean, they're kind of similar somewhat. They're really similar because we're both providing services right. to people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's core base. Yeah. So like, what is, what is the new, what does the new John look like? Or what is the new, what is the new Jerry? How does, how do, how do we define success? <laughs> When there's no money to right, be made. <laughs> right. And even, but then even that's better, like the idea of success. Like what is success to me now that I've been sitting here for 41 days? 41 days is a long ass time. This is significant. You know, this is <laughs> you think? like even yeah. my little girl, like my little girl is 10 years old. And this is another trail of the side mm-hmm. tangent, but she's 10. So she's going to be a part of that generation where they re- will remember that they didn't go to school. They didn't finish school. They just had a fucking four-month-long summer break. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me in these 40 days, I'm like, what do Mm. I define as success now? Because right now, for me today, right now, success is pay my bills, keeping us fed, and making sure that, you know, keeping all the utilities and shit on. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Making sure we have a roof over it. Those are basic core needs. And not getting sick. That's success is not getting Mm -hmm. sick, not getting anyone else sick. So – once we go back out into the world we, and we all know the capacity is going to be different. I'm not going to be sitting in a shop with 20 fucking people in it. It's just not going to happen for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be me, whatever capacity we're working under. Where's my success then? Is it that I can't buy this awesome tattoo machine or that I don't have even 5,000 Instagram followers or do you know what I'm saying? Or I don't have this or that or this. It's so much of what I don't have and what the other guy has. It's, it's fucking it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just a game that I'm realizing that more often than not now too, is that all of this in a way is kind of like this game. Like we decided these rules and now we're all playing by these weird rules. And I'm not talking about as far as like recovery, sobriety, like trying to better ourselves as human beings. I just mean the whole, uh, now I'm getting all mildly political or mildly cultural, but just the whole system in general. Like I looked at my wife and I'm like, we just all decided that a dollar is a dollar. 
Yeah. We just decided that as a culture. And now we're all fucking, we can't make that dollar, you know? But that being said, like, I just sat down and decided what success is for me. No one told me. And even if they did tell me, I wouldn't listen. I'd just be like, this is what success is for me. This is how I feel fulfilled. And I'm not feeling fulfilled because yeah. I don't have... Yeah, man. I don't have this or that or this recovery or even that. You know, you can even fuck with recovery and look at the the person in the room who's doing great and you're just like, why aren't I doing it? I must be broken. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. Jerry, we're all a little mm-hmm. bit broken. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's why we're here. If you're not a little broken you listen to this podcast, please email us and let us know how you got unbroken. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I... Uh, yeah, it's uh, that. That's a good one. Where you're like, well, I should be where that person's at. How come they were able to yeah. have the? I felt that way a lot because I dragged right. my feet for so long, and I still do. I mean, I have not. I don't feel like I have fulfilled my my obligations necessarily as a recovered alcoholic mm-hmm. in in this right. program. Necessarily, I haven't gone full circle. I haven't done all the, the parts and the things, you know. I haven't done all the parts either. I haven't done so, all the steps yet. Yeah. So Yeah, and then I look at myself and go, oh, well, I'm not doing recovery right. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it's the reflection, <laughs> self-reflection is something that definitely, yeah. when I go, oh, well, I haven't done it. Well, why haven't you done it? Well, I haven't done it because I haven't done it. Well, maybe you should do it. And there's no, there's no other, there's no other um, reason or excuse other than I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, or I'm lazy, or uh, and again, just calling myself afraid and lazy is another judgment pity party to put myself into a state right. of it in action. You're, it's <clears throat> detrimental to you as a person. Like you're just talking shit about uh-huh. yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you know, you ever, you ever stop to consider that maybe you, sh- you're not ready to do the part you're supposed to do yet. I mean, I sit down and think about maybe I need to do something else first before I get to this next thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like my fifth step or whatever it is in recovery, you know, mm-hmm. this, 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 uh, constantly working on ourselves thing we're doing. And then I, I like I do the same thing. I beat myself up. I'm like, oh, I'm lazy. I'm non-committal. I don't commit all the way. But maybe it must be working in some extent because I feel for the most part way better than I used to feel. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe I just need to get something else done for. Like, there's an order in which I'm doing it, and I'm not doing it in that correct order yet. Well, I you mean, know? maybe I am where I need to be. You know, the steps are numbered for a reason, but. <laughs> <laughs> right <You know? laughs> but but you're right and, and maybe God it's something damn. maybe it's something outside of those right or maybe right that's what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah no i i'm i i hear you i'm i'm picking it up um or maybe i didn't do the the one step i was supposed to do correctly till i got to the next step mm-hmm. and i just thought i did it correctly who knows yeah all i know is like right now i feel okay i feel okay i have my days i <clears throat> definitely we all do though we're human beings we cannot float around in a constant state of bliss it's just is not realistic it's not it's impossible Mm-mm. but you can have moments of great contentment and moments of like in sincere happiness like you're allowed that it doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be garbage you know I get these, yeah. I get some moments of bliss is not the right word, but maybe there's those moments of flow. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Have you heard of this? I and think so. I, I, mean, I, I know, but I think I know what you're talking about. Kind of like there's moments where I'm running and I'll get like, I'll, I'll get a, I'll find a stride and I'll find a really flat, yes. smooth, like empty Dude. patch. Yes. And so right. I can just get it. And I just feel my body working like clockwork and I'm like, shoo, shoo, shoo. 
But I have to be. But then the problem with running around the streets is that you have to be careful because then a car comes and got to get around that shit. But yeah, it fucks um, your flow up, dude. What about like? And I maybe you haven't done it in a while, but painting and stuff like that. Would you ever get into those or? It's more of a process now than it used to be. Before it was kind of being pulled along for the mm-hmm. ride, and lately it's been more this thing that I need to do because other people want it from me. So it's a different kind. It's got a different context now, which is also another mental trick I need to kind of do with myself or a new way of coping. But with the with the running thing, it's really interesting you bring that up because I ran yesterday. I did four miles yesterday, but while I was running, I found like the perfect song and now I can't remember what the fucking song was, but I found this perfect song where it was the perfect beats per minute Mm -hmm. where I found the perfect stride. And so for four minutes straight, I just ran at the perfect stride. It was one, two, three, four, one, and every beat my foot would hit the ground and I was at the perfect right stride. And I was just like tuned into the world. And I remember coming around this corner here in Eugene and I ran through Tugman Park, which is down here in South Eugene, but we're in a valley, right? But on a really nice day, if you hit the right part of Eugene, the sky actually really opens up. All the trees kind of recede. And so I hit that and it was a nice day and all the trees pull back and the sky was big like in Arizona, you know, and these big clouds, but then it was all, you know, um, curtained mm-hmm. or not curtained, but you know, just around everything was trees like dotting the entire landscape, and it was beautiful. I actually stopped. I stopped my perfect stride right at the end of the song and just stood there like in awe. And it was this moment of overwhelming moment of like like I went from flow to like knowing my correct size all in like the span of like four or five minutes, and it it was like the best day. It was like the rest of the day was good, mm-hmm. you know, because I kind of had that resource to go back to. That little mental nugget that you can kind of go like, oh, yeah, that felt really good. Yeah, but I don't want that all the time. I want it every once in a while so it has significance to me because we already know it. Too much of it – there can be too much of something good. There always can be, right? Mm -hmm. So So, uh, again, I wanted to go back too to that idea hmm. of being afraid or calling yourself afraid or calling yourself lazy and then that sort of like dipping you down into inaction – I don't always do this, but one of the things that I try to think about is that I should act in spite of that, that my mm-hmm. action doesn't have to be dictated by my fear or my my self-judgment, and that I can be lazy, and what if I just do it, what if? What if I just do it anyway? What if I just open the book and read this? What if I just write this down? What if I try this? And that's something that's really been helpful is that I, I go, okay, I'm afraid, I'm scared, what if? Mm-hmm. And try, try, try it anyway, whatever, whatever that might be. And sometimes that's running an extra mile and sometimes that's, yeah. you know, writing out, trying to figure out what my next step is, trying to research what I'm going to do for a living once the, you know... <laughs> <laughs> once once the world opens back up and and I can't it's, make a living yeah. like I used to um and you know another a good song which I know is probably not for everyone but a great one to put on your running playlist is Closer by 9 Inch Nails because I shit you not the metronomic beats right now. I'm serious mm-hmm. it will fit every stride because it starts off slow and then he puts in all these other little and just the album version, it doesn't need to be any remix or anything like that. You are going to, and it's like six minutes long. And I swear you'll be able to pick up your speed and stick with the beat. And you're going to be like, dude. And so, and I don't know if anybody else does this out here or if you ever do this, but sometimes I will, um, 
I will anthropomorphize the song or whatever, or take the song like when he's singing, I want to fuck you like an animal. I imagine uh-huh. that I am the narrator of that song and I'm singing to the road in front of me. Like I'm like, <laughs> so I let, you let me violate uh, you, you know? And so I tear apart your insides or whatever. So but you're but just, it's, just, it's a weird little like brain thing where I'm like, I'm going to fucking yeah. tear up this next mile. Like that's that. And fuck that's what I think. smile. I'm going to so, fuck to smile like an animal. Basically. Oh, God. <laughs> now we know a little bit more about you. Right? You just opened up a little light. No, this, this, um, I put it on my run mix, but the song I was doing was um, Emerge by Fisher Spooner. Oh, I, I, okay. I'll, I'll check it's that out. It's a good out. one. It was on an episode of Westworld like a few, yes. nights, a few weeks ago. And I was like, this is a good song. I know this song. Yes. And then I put it on my mix. And then I found that some of the weirdest shit, and then I know we're going off on this other running tangent, but some of the weirdest shit like um, Diantward, mm-hmm. Diantford or whatever from South Africa, I put them on there. There's another one I listen to a lot called The Tribe Called Red. Oh, yeah. Where these Cree, Cree Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, Cree Indians. Yeah, they're fucking dope to run to. Okay, but uh, anyway, it's 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 a but it's a great. I think it's a great visualization tactic. I've never thought about that to be like, <clears throat> whatever the song is, and I kind of just imagine. Right, right. Not not every right. single one works, but but it's this thing though that takes you out of this comparative nature that mm-hmm. we have, and I don't. I can't even say that this comparative nature is because we're alcoholics. I think it's because we're human. It's the way that we coped with it. Mm-hmm. as an alcoholic is what i think the spin is in the pod right it's 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 the the way we would cope with this comparative thing where some people are they really suffer from it you know and they're still sober and they have a hard time with it whereas we really suffered from it and it was fueled by drinking caused by mm-hmm. drinking and, Do you and know what i mean all these it's things. so exacerbated by our constant again i don't there's a lot of this this love of money and this like not even money it's just that sort of reaching for something more and thinking mm-hmm. that I need to have more yeah that I need to, if I just have this thing and this is something I've learned in the last 40 days especially not having any money like I was writing about it and I was like I used to be a lot looser with my spending but yeah what did, I didn't I was like well what did you really spend it on and and then I, I came to realize one when I had to start shutting down all the stupid subscriptions that I had to other various things, and I was right. like, oh well, I don't need this, and I don't need this, and I got to cut this out. And even just going to like Target and buying some new shirts, and I'm like, I would like some new shirts, Jerry, because right. the ones I have don't uh, they don't really fit, you know, which is a great problem to have. But right. I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna do it. And so always this this like thing and i and that was another thing in early sobriety is i would love to go shopping and i don't know if you had any sort of retail therapy that was so period <laughs> but i wouldn't go see here's the thing is i would go like i would go to ross dress for less and do my retail shopping like Damn, I would go, yeah that's i would smart. just go wander around and i'd look look through stuff and i'd be like man and i would buy whatever something i don't know sometimes i just buy a pair of cheap headphones and maybe a pair of stupid sneakers and just to get the dopamine hit just to get the dopamine hit and so it wasn't even anything expensive Mm -hmm. or um or like i wouldn't i wouldn't hesitate to buy a book on amazon and then have it sit on my bookshelf for months and months and months yeah and i'm starting to realize like that dopamine hit lasts so it's so brief and Followed by so much, ugh, 
Right. Know, not even like shame or guilt because of what? I just bought a book or I bought a shirt, but Whatever, so much right. like disappointment. And I'm like, where have I felt this before? And it's alcohol. Right. And right. so this sort of retraining my brain to go, uh, that's not that important. What What is important? What is the thing? Like, do I want to sit here? Do I want to watch another show? Or like last night I was messing around with... Um, I wanted to mess around with doing some design work. And I was like, well, I'm going to make some album covers. And I was like, well, what kind of band would you have, John? And I was like, I want to seriously, dude. Uh-huh. I was like, I want to do like vaporwave album covers. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I just started messing around with Canva. And I just wanted to do something different and interesting and creative that didn't like wasn't normal for me. Yeah. And so I made like three different Vaporwave album covers. I like, like that you're what? fucking with Vaporwave. <laughs> I love Vaporwave. Is that the Japanese um, Japanese pop from the 80s? No, that's not Vaporwave. Kind of, yes. Yeah, there's a um there's a great band called Time Cop 1983. Uh-huh. And they they do like I think they they do like Vaporwave stuff. That's my image of it. That's my idea right. of it. Um So you made these like retro kind of neon not neon but pastel a little pastel bit, yeah. neon album pastel covers neon, and then how I, did I you feel mis- did you feel fulfilled were you done I and felt- you're like job well done john dust off your I hands did. and I was, shit i was i was really impressed with learning a couple new tools throwing some shit together uh-huh and like a lot of it like no that looks like garbage try something else and then i was like oh i'll just tweak this and put another filter on this and it wasn't anything like super technical or even impressive mm-hmm. you can go on there on my instagram story i'll go right look now, at them but, yeah. <laughs> but i'm on instagram like, a lot now i guess yeah. <laughs> i but I, the, here's the other here's the difference between how you used to use instagram and how you use it now is that you used to go there to to compare and right. oftentimes mm-hmm. to consume maybe more right. so than you are using it to create and distribute exactly and I think that is a huge distinction to make with social media and how you use it and how it can be beneficial rather than detrimental. I think that was the initial intention when it first, 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 first started was to this look at what I can make, look at what I can do, look at me as a person. And over mm-hmm. the years, you know, when they found out they could monetize it and fucking make a ton of money off of it, it changed into look at what I can sell you, look at what I can convince you that I am, you know. Remember the MySpace days? I mean, I everything do. was customizable. And that Dude. wasn't even that long ago. That was like 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. 16 years ago. Yeah, it was way different back then. And so I, I like the idea of looking at it in a creative way. And I think it does kill a lot of that comparative stuff. Because now I'm more curious as to what the people around me are showing me instead of going, well, fuck, I need to, I need to step up my game, you know? Because I've got my own thing going on. And, and like my thing doesn't compare to their thing because they're two different things. But I like your thing. I remember going to art galleries and enjoying the other artists. I never, never once went to an art gallery and went, why the fuck did this guy... Why is he doing it? I'm not doing it, you know? Maybe I have, actually. I don't want to say never. I probably have. But <laughs> but it wasn't but, prevalent enough that it was my go-to. You know, whereas Instagram, I look at this guy and I'm like, this fucking 20-year-old dude is killing it, tattoo-wise. And instead of being stoked and inspired, I'm like, fuck that guy. Because he doesn't work in a style I like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I should just be like, good on you. You're killing it. You figured out how to manipulate the game, you know? And your and- art is pretty cool. Yeah, and I find it more I find it more inspiring, especially even even on something that's as corny and stupid as watching some young kid on like some twenty two year old kid on TikTok talk about how they make these different things and use these different um 
these tools, these little yeah. weird tools. And I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. Let me try that. Because I'm a 43-year-old man. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw my phone in the air on slow motion and see what happens. And, right. you know, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I want to try the body part <laughs> dance one. Have you seen those yet? The body part dance one where the body part floats in and oh, they yeah. like, link up with their arm. Like, I really <laughs> want to try that. And to me, I'm like, okay, I'm in my 40s. And, like, I – but I think we're from a generation that can figure it out a little more because, you mm-hmm. know. Who knows, though? Anyway, it's just been very interesting, and it really has. I'm glad you brought up this subject in general because I have had major issues with it in the past, and I feel like I've made, like, just recently made this, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, I don't know. Just I've just kind of got starting to get over it. I, I can't mm-hmm. think of the right psychiatry word for it, but it's and, and not an outbreak. That we're in an outbreak right now. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, but anyway, I've just overcome that feeling. A breakthrough? You know, breakthrough. So I made. I feel like I made a tiny breakthrough. Now I hope it sticks. I just need it to stick. It just right. needs to stick, right? Well, then, I, I will say this. You know, We're just going to use the example of the Instagram stories. Since you've been putting more work into doing something that you enjoy and fulfills right. you, even if it's doing a corny... A dog dance to fucking Dreams by Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find that I go and I'm like, hey... Jerry, it's seven o'clock at night. Where's my fucking Instagram story? Know, I'm waiting. Dude. I'm more interested in looking at that than like, I mean, not that again, and not that I don't appreciate your art and like no, the no, I know and stuff you, that's different, but it's completely just you trying to put something together. And I'm like, oh, that's rad. Where? When is it happening? Like, I'm waiting. Where's mm-hmm. Where's the Where's my Instagram fix? Where's my? I want to see Jerry Wagner dance with the dog or right. do do the Jaws. Uh, what is it that you did the? It was Jaws, and then it was Jurassic Park too. I've, yeah. I will do another movie if I'm still here. I mean, yeah, I'll still be. We'll be here for a minute, but <laughs> I've. I don't know. I every day I'm like, what am I gonna do today? Fuck. Like I look mm-hmm. at Megan, I'm like, I don't know. And then I'll take a shower and be like, oh, dude, I'm gonna fucking put makeup on today. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I I think that's something too that I I am slowly or more so because of this. Like, oh, okay, I don't need to worry about what other people are doing. And especially, have you noticed all the celebrities that, uh, some of the celebrities that are on and they, and I, I, I can't believe how not great they look without makeup, lighting, <laughs> They're just production, like stages, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so you get this glimpse of, of people just sitting in their bedrooms and backyards and, and they don't have the teams of people that are propping them up. And mm-hmm. not to say these aren't talented. And you know, I, I don't. I I love Stephen Colbert. I think he's hilarious. I you know, but to see them in a different light, and you're like, hey, it was all a show. It's always all been a show. And in fact, some of them, I prefer the show to the normal person. And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's not great for their self-esteem, mental health, uh, yada yada yada. That's a whole nother bag of worms yeah bag of worms bag of worms worms. bag of worms can of potatoes (laughs) because i got a whole bag of worms by the way a whole bag of worms no not the can we're not using the can anymore it's a bag now (laughs) but what a what a great thing to be like yeah i don't really give a shit i'm really starting to feel my own value Mm -hmm. rather than worrying about what somebody else thinks of me because this is it. This is what we need to come out of this quarantine with are these breakthroughs, these emotional, psychological breakthroughs. This is what mm-hmm. we need to come out of core with. Not getting sick and being a better person. That's all I want out of this. I just That's don't, it. I don't want to be miserable like I was on fucking March 12th. 
<laughs> I maybe be a little miserable in a different way. Do you know what I mean? But I want to be a little less miserable than I was on March 12th. So we'll see. We'll talk again. Well, we'll talk after? again next week. But after, like, we'll be talking in September. Hopefully, we'll be out of the core by then. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, don't... I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be something that's going to irritate mm-hmm. me about daily of course. life or weekly life. Of course, or... it'll be. You know, it, you know what it'll be is that w- the the butter factory you and Walter have is just not working out. You know, it's just <laughs> the the paint mixers in the butter factory. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. You're like, what? So... You don't want to live in a house with six paint mixers, Walter? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I just know love. I'm talking about the other podcast. Gluten is not your problem. Yeah. Follow them. They're fucking John and John and Walter just musing. It's actually just John poking at Walter. I love it. I, we're gonna have we're gonna have Jerry on here uh, probably gonna, next yeah. week. If I can make so. it, I got a lot of shit going on. But right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love but, it because um, it really is you just poking at him, and you're just like, "What do you mean you don't want to live in a house with six <laughs> fucking paint mixers making butter?" He's like, "Why the fuck would I make butter?" You're like, well, you bought that flower. Like, I don't know. Just, I'm like listening to you poke at him. And I'm like, this is, I've been missing this. This is hilarious. Um, Yeah, we'll have you on next week. And I, yeah. I just, I just think it's really, I really feel pretty great about the potential for this rather than, and I know that a lot of people are suffering in a lot of different ways. Yes, wanna, they are. I don't mm-hmm. want to be insensitive to anybody of course. who's having a difficult time at all. Mm-hmm. Because this is very, very unprecedented and very, very, um, it's, it's very painful for a lot of people. It's really fucking tragic. But I think what we're, you and I are trying to do, I, I can't speak for you, mm-hmm. but what I'm trying to do is find a way to keep my head above the tragedy. Because the tragedy is very overwhelming. And there have been periods of time where I have been incredibly overwhelmed by this, what's going on right now. And it has affected mm-hmm. me emotionally, like hard. And yes. I've had a lot of anxiety just as a, just as a person, you know, and. Yeah, I think, yeah, neither of us are trying to fucking make light of it. We're just trying to find our own. Well, I'm just trying to find my own positive way out of this so that I don't get overwhelmed by the fucking sadness Mm -hmm. of it, you know? Silver lining. I mean, the best thing Mm -hmm. I can do is try to keep the stress down and and keep the stress down by having a positive attitude. And, you know, as far as me being, I've learned how to have a shitty attitude about life. Mm -hmm. I lived it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to rework my perspective on this certainly helps keep the stress down and keeps the health up and mm-hmm. i think that that's 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 what's important for all of us here yeah word fucking and, you know, word the grass is greener wherever you're standing i think should be the uh the lesson of the day that's we should just <clears throat> change the fucking saying to that mm-hmm. yeah fuck the that grass. old saying that shit's <laughs> canceled it's hanging out with louis ck and bill cosby mm-hmm. <laughs> canceled canceled <clears throat> Um, grass is right. greener where you're standing, ding dong. Get it together. Oh, <laughs> and also the grass is greener where you're standing. I just po- posted a new um, blog post to anybody who wants to read. I'm almost caught up. I'm trying, um, but I just I just um, published Q uh, quarantine nice. thoughts on sobriety. Mm. Uh, there's a blog post for every single episode this season on asforalcoholic.com. You can go there and read all those, and it's got all kinds of ways for you to listen. And there's a little bio of Jerry and I, and um, yeah. So that's it. That's I think. It. All right. There's nothing else. You gotta no. go work on work on your uh, your your 
movie of the day. I guess. I have no idea. We'll see what happens. All right. Right Right on, Jerry. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>